This is The Rundown, presented by The Runner Washington. Featuring Alex McIntyre and Kyle Paulson. Now, here is your host, the runner Washington himself, Keenan Gray. Welcome back to the rundown here on the runner Washington, episode 20. With Keenan Gray, Kyle Paulson, and back with us, Alex McIntyre. We missed you last episode, Alex, but I'm sure you enjoyed watching your boy Bryce Zirkinet just kill it there out in the course in the first meet of the season. Give us a glimpse of what that race was like to be finally coaching again. Yeah, just talk about it a little bit. Man, I guess I'm one of the few coaches in the state that gets to say which race. <laughs> there, we had uh, we did the double the Wednesday Friday, which was um that's never easy it's not what you want to set your athletes up for but with weather and stuff we just kind of needed to make it work uh but man it felt so good to be coaching again and seeing kids running and it's just made such a difference on just their general well-being um obviously stoked that you know Bryce made a good you know positive debut um on the individual side um on the team side, I was just, I was really happy with, with what I saw We're we're missing some, some bodies due to the circumstances this year, but still coming back strong. So I'm stoked. I, it's, it's, it's fun. I'm glad to be doing it again. And it wasn't just your race in particular that had a great showing. It was all sorts of races throughout the entire state of Washington. And we're going to talk about that for this show and do a huge recap of week three and what was a gigantic week of racing Starting off with what I think probably is the overall performance of the week was actually in Eastern Washington. And that was down in the Tri-Cities area at Hanford High School. I think particularly Isaac Teeple is coming out with a 14.06 for a 2.98 mile course. And you could argue why the heck did we not add 0.02 miles at Hanford High School? But Kyle, you were there to witness it. You're, you're his coach. You saw what went down there. How impressive was that race? Yeah, they had more space in that parking lot to make at least 0.02 extra. So I don't know why they just didn't do the three, but I think that's just COVID year. I mean, everything's got to be a little different. So we don't do three miles anymore. We do 2.99999 repeating. Um, but yeah, he looked super smooth. Him and Grayson, uh, the, the first, we did four loops around Hanford High School, which we were originally supposed to be in Walla Walla, but because of the snow, uh, they had to cancel that. And just the last second, the ADs and the coaches just threw together this meet just to have the kids have something. So that was just, you know, fantastic on their part. We thought we were going to have nothing in just another, uh, you know, couple days and doors at the gym on the treadmills. So we're happy to get out. Isaac just looked super smooth. Uh, Grayson was with him for most of the race as well, and he ran super well. And you know, I, I think I mean, you can't be too surprised. He went, he ran that fast. He won his sophomore year at state. He's a fantastic runner. I uh, wish we had some invites where we could see some other people and you know, test each other. So, I'm not too surprised with how fast he ran. He's a fantastic runner. 
I, I couldn't agree with you more. We all know Isaac is by far the best runner in Washington. But I think what I was more surprised by the fact that Grayson Wilcott uh, was able to compete with him for the first two miles of that race and then hang on to him for dear life for that last uh, half mile, three quarters miles of the race. I mean, you two in particular like Grayson Wilcott probably as a top 10 athlete. Uh, Alex, when you see this kind of performance out of an athlete, what is your first thought on this? Uh, hold up. Are you, are you saying that I was right to put him in my top seven now? Are you, are you agreeing with that? Just I might sure. be agreeing a little bit <laughs> because I, like, I, I, like I said, I think Grayson outperformed and went above my expectations going into the season. Yeah, no, I, I just think there's a lot to be said about tradition. I think that um, just putting on the Kamaikan jersey means something. Having a training partner who's one of the best um, ever, is did that mean something? Um, and then to also feel a little bit of that pressure of Kamaikan lost a lot of guys, and they know that. They're aware of that. I'm sure Kyle could add to that. Um, so people got to step up, uh, and I think that's what we're seeing happening. I'm sure Kyle has more perspective on that, but that's, that's my opinion on what's happening over in Kennewick. And it was astonishing. It was incredible and a great confidence booster for a sophomore, so, no junior, sorry. He's a junior this season. Um, but the, that duo in particular might be the best duo, at least right now. I mean, we haven't seen Camus's Sam Geiger, Evan Jenkins race yet, but right now I think though Kamiakins, Isaac Teeples and Grayson Wilcott are the best duo in the state. And flipping over to the girls side, when you look at a performer like Ella Borsheim, we talked about it earlier in a couple episodes where she was from her sophomore year, how it was, it was a slump. Everybody was wondering, like this girl just won a state championship her freshman year. This is the next great distance runner. And she still is a great distance runner, but it just didn't go her way at the state meet her sophomore year. She comes out in her first race of the season for a 4k 1437 and wins by over 70 seconds, 70 seconds. Now, granted, I don't think necessarily Gig Harper has the runner or any other runners to compete with Ella Borsheim, but to win by that amount in the first race of the season, especially from where she was to now, she's an incredible runner and a competitor. And this 1437.9 is no joke. So thoughts on this fellas. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the real downsides with this whole COVID situation is we're not going to see some of the bigger matchups and, who knows how much faster some of these athletes can run when they're up with people. So really excited with that uh, time that she ran. Um, I think she should be, especially with such a strong solo effort. So obviously she's working hard and taking every opportunity she can with this uh, strange season we're having. Her younger sister, Ava, who made her season debut, she is a special talent as well. She ran 1548 to finish second behind her sister. So the, the Borsheim girls are, 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 again, we talk about the great duos we have here in Washington. Perhaps this is the next great duo we have. And grant, granted, they're only going to be able to run with each other for two years. But I was thoroughly impressed with what Ava did in her first race of the season. And Bellerman came on top over Gig Harbor 2134, which – in that race alone, Gig Harper traditionally has had some great runners, but on at least on this end, Bellerman came out on top and defeated them. So that was at least performance of the week on the girls' side that was really, really eye-catching for me. I don't know about you guys, but is there anything else that I could have probably missed that you guys saw that was out of the ordinary or was an eye-catcher? 
Uh, it's just, you know, kind of seeing teams dip their toes in the water a little bit. It was It's hard to compare things this year because it seemed like all races were different distances. I know over here we got a lot of two miles going on, um, especially getting into the season a little bit quicker than like some of the Spokane schools. So I'm really excited to um, see like when we're all back on 5Ks again, which should be next week, and, and making some real comparisons. I know there's a lot of variables in cross country, but um, – We'll, we'll get a little bit more. I'm a data guy, right? As a coach, I think we'll get a little bit more data to work with. And that's going to be fun next week when we can make some cool comparisons. Well, if there's yeah. one runner that's actually ran a 5k this season, and that's L Thomas of Washougal uh, picking up her second win of the season, running 1857, even defeating a top 10 athlete in the runner Washington's top 50 list, Allison Peterson of Hawkinson, uh, Kyle, we talked about a young athlete like her. What can we say now about L. Thomas and her second win of the season? Yeah, obviously she is a competitor. She wants to win. She's just trying to solidify a name for herself right now. Um, you know, winning is winning. It doesn't matter what the time is or who's there. Um, it's all about who shows up. So I'm sure she's trying to solidify a name. So maybe if we can get a normal track season maybe some invites in a state meet who knows at this point will she'll be one of the top names uh, for the state title uh, trying to still play that with as many wins as she can that's great for her i'm sure she's got a lot of confidence got a, a lot of swagger going into every race throughout the season knowing that you know she won the, the previous race and the race before that and she can do it again that's great for her and washugal hasn't had a, a top-notch competitor since Amelia Pullen, which it seems like a forever ago, but it was only two years ago that Amelia Pullen won the state championship over Bellingham's Annika Reese. Lots of exciting things to look forward to with this Washougal team in particular. They got a lot of depth and they're going to be a good team in, in the near future. But other top performances, at least on both sides of the spectrum, I mean, we already talked about Bryce, how phenomenal he did in both his races running. 10:26 for a 2.1 mile race, but which apparently in Kyle's and Alex's standards is mediocre at best. But what? I don't think so. <laughs> hey, hey, not my words, not my words. I said there's more in the tank. <laughs> and then a 3,000 meter race against North Thurston, where he ran 9:29.2. I mean, that's a really good time, and that would be converted to a sub 10 two mile time. Uh, unbelievable start for Bryce Serkinick and the and the Yum Tornadoes. And then at the race that we had i don't believe the official results were posted um for whatever reason uh the for the girls at least i'm not sure about there were two races the first race natalie r from richland i, I don't want to butcher her last name but we all know who i'm talking about uh, she was 1707 for the 2.98 mile course so really fast time from her i'm sure she's not going to love her recognition for it because the results aren't published um and then Kenwick had a girl in the second race. I didn't catch her time, but oh my goodness. I think once Kenwick and Richland show down uh, later this season, that might actually be a bit of a battle. Um, again, I didn't get an official time, uh, but she was absolutely crushed everyone else in her race. So I, again, the results weren't posted. I didn't get her name or time, but she must have been mid-17s. She was flying. That, that time surprises me for Natalie Rosalskis. And here's why. The last time I watched her race was down at the Yakima Cross Country Meet of Champions, and she was yes. running it in the 20 minutes. 
again, that was a very slow course. As a lot of people know, if they, if they were there, wasn't the fastest courses of anything in Washington. Um, but again, she did finish second her sophomore season at cross country state in 4A. It's not a surprise, I guess, to a lot of people, um, at least for me, when I saw her race uh, earlier this November. But I mean, talk about other top performances. Um, speaking about Sela's Cooper Quilly running uh, 4,000 K, 4,000, 4,000 meter time of 1306, and a huge PR from, I believe, he broke that by 52 seconds from two weeks earlier when they did a time trial at Sela High School. Um, just annihilated everybody at this CWAC try meet against East Valley of Yakima and Prosser. I think with Shay Madison and what he did for that program and being a mentor to Cooper Quigley, this is, this is a really good thing for Cooper. I think this is a confidence booster for him. Uh, when Shay was there, he never won a lot of races. Uh, but now since Shay has graduated, Cooper is building that momentum. And I think he could be a, a two-way state champion in the near future. Another race that happened down in that Thurston County area is Olympia's Ethan Coleman. Um, time was not fast, but apparently it was a very challenging course. And 1655 was good enough for the win down there against Timberline. Uh, and then another one also down in that area, Bethel's Cameron McCann running a two-mile personal best time of 1027 in his season debut against Rogers of Puyallup. Up in the Northwest, we got Meridian's Kayla Alpel picking up the win. Uh, she ran 15.43 for the 2.6-mile race against the Bellingham Red Raiders. Uh, for those that don't know, Kayla Alpel was 12th at the 2019 1A State Cross Country Meet. Already talked about L. Thomas. Uh, wins her second race in back-to-back -back weeks, defeating one of the state stops runners, Allison Peterson. Uh, St. Catholic's Laura Carrion, top returning 1A finisher from the 2019 state meet. Uh, led the Cougars to a perfect 15 points in a meet hosted by Castle Rock running a 5K time. And I think it might be the number one time right now, at least for all 5Ks that have been run so far, 1830 on the season. And then Clahoya's Lissa Becker. We've talked about her a lot this season. She is off to a hot start in 2021. She was fourth at the 2019 1A State Cross Country Meet. Runs an impressive 5K solo time of 1840, winning by over three minutes in a duel versus Port Townsend. Now to run a race like that 1840 and you look at the results on athletic.net I, I was shocked by that i mean i already know that she's a very talented athlete we all know she's a very talented athlete but for goodness sakes a three minute win over everybody else speak on that fellas racing by yourself is hard it's just you versus the clock um you know that's that's why i'm glad that we're not having this virtual season that some people were you know maybe pushing for um, cause that, that competitive edge is what makes the sport, right? So to have an impressive time while running by yourself, um, this shows that Becker's going to get after it this season. I, I hope that she gets a opportunity to race somebody that's really going to bring her to some fast times because, you know, I, I think low 18s are, are coming. Looking at, at all the race of the weeks we had, I mean, there were so many good races. I mean, when I talk about top performances, but the race of the week, I think overall was in Eastern Washington at, at, I believe it was the SCAC Jamboree. It was Connell, College Place, Wapato, all sorts of teams 
at this jamboree, but this race went down to the wire and we, it was another veteran versus a rookie matchup for the second week in a row. We talked about Lamaroy from Woodland and a, an individual from Washougal. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, um, but it was Connell's Abelardo Morales Flores versus college places. Hio Herrera. Uh, Connell's Morales Flores uh, came into 2021 with a lot of momentum. He ran a 5K personal best time at the state meet, 1728. And he was able to pick up his first career high school win, which for all of us, we know that's a really good feeling. I, I had a couple of those in high school, not a lot of them, but when I got a win in high school, that was a really, really good feeling. Um, but this was by the most narrow margins out of anything. It was by point point two tenths of a second over a freshman, uh, Yo Horror of College Place. And College Place has produced some great, great distance runners. And I'm sure you guys remember the name Kenneth Rooks. Oh, yeah. Kenneth Rooks, one of the all-time great 1A distance runners. Uh, won a state cha- I think he won a state championship his senior year, correct, Kyle? I believe so, yeah. And isn't he – he's running D1 right now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's, I believe he's running at BYU. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, one of the all-time greats in college places is, is one of the newer high schools in the state of Washington. But uh, freshman, challenging, uh, a veteran like Connell's, Morales, Flores, losing by 0.2 tenths a second. Don't feel bad about that, Herrera. That, that, is a, that is a grind. That is a battle to the end. You have a lot to be proud about yourself with that race in particular. That, that's a great performance for you. So don't look down on that. And then also another race race of the week, at least on the girls' side, uh, squims Riley Pyatt and poor Angela's Lauren Larson. I think for, for like the third week in a row, uh, the Olympic League ha- has showcased some of the best races in the entire state. Pyatt is now two for two on the season, winning this uh, recent race in 1908 for a 5K, defeating Lauren Larson nine, by, I believe it was nine seconds. Larson though already raced earlier in the week and picked up her first win of the season running 12.02 for a two mile. So she probably had some tired legs going to that race. And it was a solid duo double for her this week with the two mile win and then finishing second in a 5k, but that Olympic league that with Cahoya squim and poor Angeles, there's a lot of good stuff coming out of that league so far. Alex, I got to ask you, I mean, just looking at this league in particular, what have you seen so far from them? Sorry, I was muted again. Uh, yeah, Keenan, this is this is cool when you can get a competitive league, especially because we are stuck in our our um, you know what what do you call them? We're we're all in phase two, right? And it's it's not the normal league that we're used to. I could speak to not being able to go see like Central Kitsap and Gig Harbor like we normally would because we're stuck in the Olympia area. So when you can be stuck with a bunch of teams that are going to make you better. Uh, that's that's where you're going to see some cool things coming out of, of individuals and teams. So I think they're they're fortunate, and I, I expect to um, see some some dominant team performances coming out of that area. Speaking of great team performances, we move on to teams of the week. Starting off with the Curtis Viking boys. Pack running was the name of the game for this uh, group in particular, uh, as they took down an Emerald Ridge team, 18 to 39 for the two mile race. Three Vikings finish in within three seconds of each other, which that was impressive right there to get. I, I think personally, if you run under 11 minutes for a two mile race, that is a great, 
great two mile time, at least for cross country. Um, but we talked Mason Watermura, one of the top 50 guys to watch for this season, ran 1042.9 for the win, followed by Josiah Mella and Maxim Surfimovic. He were the two other runners in the top two, top three, I should say, running 1044.2 and 1045.2. Other top performers for Curtis were Abhel Healy, placing fourth, running 1145.36. And what I believe is Mason's little brother, Kyle Watermura placing eighth, running 1150.6. And then Eric Casey rounding out at ninth, running 1155.4. On the girls' side, Ellensburg. Kyle, your favorite city in the whole entire world, picking up the win. Well, I guess I should say automatic win against Grandview since Grandview only had three runners. But the reason I picked the Ellensburg Bulldogs as my team of the week, not just because they scored a solid 15 points in their, I guess, automatic win, but the amount of runners they have and the depth they have on their team. I mean, the Bulldogs top five scores were all under 18 minutes for the 4,000 meter race led by the 2019 fourth place to a state cross country meet finisher, Kate Laurent, as she ran 1532. I believe Ellensburg has like 27 girls in their program. It's a big program for a two A school. At least when I was in school, and I was a one high school, we probably had maybe 10 girls on my high school team. So this is almost tripling the amount that are in at least my high school's girls program. And I, I like this Ellensburg group. They're coming off a state championship when I think that was the big uh, draw to this program to bring so many more girls out to a program like this. Kyle, you have been with a program that has had success and brings out people. Do you see that trend happening? Oh yeah. I mean, it's easy to recruit kids out of the hallway and to show up when all you say, Hey, do you want to be a part of the state championship team? Uh, Come on. I mean, well, come on and join the team come out and run. Uh, You know, it's super easy recruiting tool. You see, especially I think the Spokane schools kind of started this tradition where, you know, the state championship team usually not just has the varsity on, but they get a handful of other, the, the kids and assistant coaches and whatnot, and take, you know, get to take a part of that giant group photo. Uh, And it's not just the varsity athletes that win the state title. It starts with the, the JV runners who, you know, get inspired and want to be a part of that varsity squad. And it, and you know become the future varsity runner you know down the road maybe the junior senior year so it's super easy to get kids to show up when when you win so and when you run fast i mean oh my goodness the ellensburg girls are just absolutely incredible right now they're running super well i think it's having the cross-country season this time of year is fantastic for them because they have to battle a headwind no matter where they run in ellensburg so it's practically running a hill no matter where you go right now. Uh, so once across, that's practically a cross country course, even when you're on the road, since you're battling a hill. So with the wind. All my athletes always make fun of me because whenever we go on a run and it's windy, I say, feels like Ellensburg here. And then mm-hmm. they, so now they, every time say, it feels like Ellensburg, they're just making fun of me. But your point is, is correct, Kyle. Ellensburg is a very, windy place exactly this wind is just going to make them a lot tougher for the season so good for them 
it's also where our bromance blossomed so mm-hmm. it's a great city that's another episode for another time. To, that's another time to talk about that on another episode. Our story. Yeah. If you, if you want to learn about the Alex McIntyre and Kyle Paulson story and how that bromance formed, go give him a DM and, and go ask him all about it. It's a really romantic story. Were you thing one or thing two? <laughs> and wrapping up the week three recap, we got meets of the week and going back to that SCAC jamboree. It was college place versus Connell. Uh, although Morales Flores got the win for Connell and from an individual perspective, it was college place coming out, coming away with the one point team victory, 36, 37 in this jamboree between the two schools. Each team had four runners finish in the top 10, but due to the other three schools that participated as well, points were taken away, which made this race or at least the team scoring even crazier. College place managed to have their top three runners finish in front of Connell's led by Herrera's second place finish. And then third and seventh place finishes from Joshua Courtney and Dallin Hawkins. Cameron Howard was the fourth runner landing in the top 10 for the river Hawks as well. Connell's top finishers were Jacob Freeman, Spencer Harris, and Jacob Brian Freeman, along with Morales Flores. And then on the girls side, meet of the week was Bainbridge versus central Kitsap. I'm considering this, an upset win for Bainbridge Spartans. Uh, Central Kitsap was without Maya Nichols this week, uh, which did open the opportunity for Bainbridge to pull the upset over the Cougars. Ian Michael and Lucy King finished first and second overall, running 20, 28.5 and 21.09 for the 5K race to lead Bainbridge to a 24 to 31 upset win over Central Kitsap in the Olympic League. Lily Curtis was a key piece to Bainbridge's team win, finishing fourth in just her second high school race, running 22-23 as the Spartans' third runner, placing higher than Central Kitsap's second runner. Between these races, one thing that stands out is where each runner is positioned. You got a team where Connet or College Place had four of their runners in front of Connell's top three, I believe, and then in Bainbridge, Central Kitsap, same thing. You had three Bainbridge girls in front of Central Kitsap's top two. How is important is it uh, to get these early wins in the season if we were to be in a regular season uh, moving along as the season progresses? Because when it comes to the state meet, placing matters a lot because there's so many uh, individuals racing in a 16-team race. I mean, they're setting, they're setting a tone, right? And um, I'm speaking to our league, which I assume is the way that most schools are, are doing it. But we, you get five races, and we happen to have five schools. So I guess this might apply more to us. But, uh, and then there will be some sort of culminating event. So you're going to ski most schools one time, and then you're going to get a chance to race them again. And you want to make sure that you go in with them knowing you're the dominant team, right? So that's, that's what they're able to do here. Bainbridge is able to pull that off. Um, so yeah, set, setting the tone early and then being ready for that culminating event that happens. That's, that's an important thing for a team to take care of. And this was just the start of a full week and perhaps a full season of what's to come in this weird and uncertainty of a cross country season. I mean, I, for one can speak that I'm ex- I've, I'm excited to see what I've seen so far. Like there has been some great times, even though they haven't been 5k races, You've seen, we've seen some 4,000 meter times. We see some 3k times. 
everyone's doing so well. And it must've been all the training they did in the off season. I don't know about you guys, but that's how I feel about the first three weeks of the season, seeing everybody run so well. Oh yeah. I mean, they're training well and they're just hungry. I mean, we went from being worried we may not even get a season to then here we are, you know, week one into it. So you got to take advantage of every situation you're given because as we just learned from 2020, you're not guaranteed anything. So take advantage because we, who knows what's going to happen. So good for them. Really proud of how it's competed week one, showing that uh, they're ready. That's fantastic. It's, it's really been a, a pleasant surprise, to be honest. Um, I, I was hopeful that teams across the state would continue to train, continue to work, but there's so many challenges involved, including motivation and just access to facilities that I wasn't super optimistic that we'd see the times that we saw across the state. Um, so I, I think I was kind of proven wrong in a sense. I, I didn't expect to see this much happen. Um, and so my quote that we kind of make fun of, of, of he who runs the most wins the most. I, I don't know. It might not be true. We might've had enough teams that put in a whole lot of work and it's going to come down to a little bit of that extra, whatever it is that puts teams ahead. So this it's, it's pleasantly more exciting than I anticipated. He, he or she, we won't forget about the she's out or there. She. she who runs the most wins the most, but you're all right. I mean, I, I think the top athletes, like an El Borsheim, Isaac Teeples, Ethan Coleman, even now an L Thomas, they've met our expectations. We, we expected a lot out of these athletes and they're starting to perform at the, the highest level of competition and are starting to prove to people that even within a COVID times, these kids are still rocking it in off season and getting after it, even in, I guess, uh, an abbreviated season which then leads me to my next question what are we looking forward to the most now that we see this i mean is the bar set or are individuals trying to chase after more i think i'm really looking forward to is more of these smaller dual or tri meets like yeah we don't really have that a lot here in the the mid columbia conference so it's fun to see these close races or these upsets that have been happening just because you know, you're in a smaller race, you're more competitive and you've got something to prove um, and taking advantage of the opportunity you've got. So that's something I don't think kids are done running fast. I don't think guys or gals are, they're just getting going. The season's just starting. Um, they're definitely going to see a lot more faster times. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. The, the, the bar is far from set. We're, we're just dipping our toes in the water here a little bit. Um, I mean, we haven't even seen the Spokane schools compete yet. And we, we know how dominant those, those powerhouses always are. So there's lots to come. I mean, you, you look at this part of the state, a guy like Ethan Coleman, he's going, he, it was a workout. I mean, let's be real. It's called what it was. We know that Ethan Coleman's going to run two minutes faster than that by the end of the season. So um, I, I'm, I'm super excited to see what happens in the future is um, get a little bit more momentum going. 
And speaking of Ethan Coleman, most of you all saw a post I put on the Runner Washington Instagram page, Twitter, Facebook. We got a race of the week, and the Runner Washington is heading to Olympia, Washington, the state capital, to watch what might be the best race of the season this year. And this is no disrespect to Isaac or Grayson, but when you're racing against each other every single week, I don't consider that the race of the week since they're on the same exact team. I'm sorry, Kyle, but I just don't qualify that as a race That's of the week for every single week. Fair. You see that? I see that every single day of practice. So I think that's fair. But I, I, this race in particular, I'm so excited to watch these guys get after it. I know a couple months ago they got after it on the track in a very low key race. I'm not going to talk about it as much, um, but it was Ethan Coleman coming out on top over Bryce running. I believe I was like a 1443 5k on the track and Bryce ran a 1451 on the track. Now, Alex, I won't ask your opinion about it since it's your own athlete, but Kyle, how excited are you about this matchup on Saturday? I think we're definitely looking at two of the top, uh, two runners are in the top four or five in the state competing against each other head to head. You know, it's only week two. So it's an exciting matchup. Um, you know, they did, like you mentioned, they ran together on the track not too long ago in, was that October, November of last year? And time yeah, that was I'm sure that was a really exciting race uh, to watch um, for those who were there. So I'm really excited to see what they do battle head to head. The cross country course is way different than a track. So, I mean, I don't really know what the course is going to be like. Maybe Alex can get into that. I don't know if it's a flat, fast pancake course, like what we're going to see here in the mid Columbia conference on Saturday, or if it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly not too sure. I've, I've never been to this course. Um, this will be the first time we've raced Olympia. Um, I've heard that there's been community runs there that I kind of researched a little bit and they had races that had up to 200 feet of elevation gain in a 5k. So there's definitely some Hills, um, in this park. I don't know if they're going to utilize them. I hope they do. It's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, based on a course map that we have, I'm, I'm not totally sure, but either way, it's going to be, it's going to be a grinder. They're going to be getting after it. Uh, I think it's, I think it's going to be a good one. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I agree, which then I won't ask you this next question. Kyle, who are you taking in this race? I'm going to go with Bryce. Uh, just, I, I don't know what anything Ethan's done. Um, don't know what his training's like, but I'm right for from Alex. Uh, Bryce is fit. Bryce is ready. You saw it the last two weeks. Or, excuse me. You saw it last week with the two meets. So I think he's fit. I think he's excited. And, you know, he's a competitor. He's a grinder. He's got always got a chip on his shoulder, always got something to prove. So when you put him on what's hopefully going to be a, a tough course, he's going to grind him out and you know, make him make him earn it. So I think it'll be close, but I, I got Bryce. This is a toss up for me because I and I think I was put on the spotlight when I posted this. I had someone ask me who am I'm taking in this race. And when I was thinking about it, I was thinking it two ways. One, I was thinking it from a strength perspective, but also a speed perspective. I think when you talk about a 200 elevation gain in hills, I'm going to have to go with Bryce on this one. And I'm not just picking him because Alex is my co-host on this show, but I just think Bryce, he's like, like Kyle, like you already said, he's a grinder. He, he's someone that has so much to prove and wants to be the best and I think could be the best this season if all plays 
plays out correctly for him and he stays healthy. Uh, but I'm also, he's going to be a Zag too. So I, I, I can't go against someone that's going to be a Gonzaga Bulldog running for Pat Tyson next year since I'm a Zag. So uh, go Zags and go Bryce. So go Tornadoes on Saturday this week. So there, Alex, I'm sure I made you happy right there. The uh, the boys make me happy. They're they're and your comment, Keenan. Thank you very much. But yeah, they're they're hard workers. You know, it's 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 um, not a surprise to me when when they see success because they they put in the work, input output. Also, a little uh, brainstorming too. There is another meet. Actually, the runner Washington will be attending, so I won't be able to stick around for the Yelm Olympia girls race because i gotta make my way up to bethel and emerald ridge up into the tacoma area yes you heard it i'll be heading to bethel and emerald which is dual meet where i'll be watching cameron mccann race on the guy side emily wells on the girl side for emerald ridge so i'm looking forward to seeing two races this weekend double the coverage double the fun for the runner washington and also double the work so yay me for doing all that work and writing up articles go me well, you're making, a, you're making a lot of money off of it. So that's, what money? I ain't making any money. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, am I wrong on that? Okay. No, you're not. No, you're completely wrong on that. <laughs> Unless you want to start paying me for uh, articles or perhaps I'm, I'm coming to your mate. So can you pay me a $10 fee? Cause I'm just driving to Olympia for your race on Saturday. No, I I'm going to. I'm going to charge you, get- you when I drop off your Yelm shirt. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I did buy a, I buy a Yelm shirt. I did want myself a runner's Ender shirt. Um, yeah. Do you to pay Alex for the Airbnb at his house too? Yeah, actually, Keenan, you owe me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we go back to the topic of this is for another conversation for another time. Uh, <laughs> re- reflecting back on this show and just looking ahead, Alex, give me your final thoughts on today. Uh, lots of great performances. Um, I, lots of variables that that i think make it challenging to make comparisons so all you can really do is say heck yeah we're back in the season um and and kids are running great um i'm excited to see what happens when we introduce some spokane schools uh looking forward to a few great duels um one that i'm directly involved with it's uh, lots of good things to be excited about and it's just good to have it i'm just i'm just so stoked that it's it's back so go cross country kyle yeah, it's going to be super exciting week um, from the west side to the east side. So, again, I'm really looking forward to the duel. I wish there was some sort of uh, live feed I could tune into. Uh, maybe, you know, Keenan, you should go live on Instagram and duct tape your phone to the, your forehead so the rest of us can watch. Uh, and that way, maybe we can even hear Alex yelling in the background. Um, but yeah, really exciting. Uh, congratulations to seven who raced this last week and ran well. And if you didn't run well, well, you know, you got more races at just the beginning of the season. You keep putting your head down and working hard and you'll see the success you want to see. So really looking forward and glad we have more opportunities to race. Perhaps we could coordinate some sort of live feed on the runner Y Instagram. I, I, I am bringing someone over with me to come watch the race. So they, they might be up to the challenge to film Bryce and Ethan, just that duel. That's, that's going to be a good one for sure. So that's going to wrap it up for the rundown here on the runner Washington for Alex McIntyre, Kyle Paulson. This is Keenan Gray saying, thanks for tuning into the rundown. Hope to have you guys back here next week for another exciting episode and another great recap. As always, we enjoy having you guys listening. 
We'll see you all real soon. Have a good one.